Hello everybody and welcome to the Letterboxd Book Club. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Claire. I think one week we should be like, I'm Claire, and you should be like, and I'm Mackenzie. I've always <laughs> thought about that. I've, I've always thought of just saying it and seeing if you would play along. <laughs> I was Love, do loving it. the energy, let's go. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it next time. Anyway, um, and as always, you are... Uh, I fucked up already. <laughs> Today we are discussing Awakened. Today we are discussing Awakened by PC Cast and Christian Cast. Yes. <laughs> we're getting we to add. Forget. Uh, what number is this? Number nine? Eight. Uh, it's number something. Eight. It's eight. Oh, number eight? Yes. All right. Yep. We're almost we're, there. We're almost there. <laughs> I'm at this, I know we have to get through the blurb first, but like, I want this to be over, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Mom, come pick me up. Yeah, exactly. Alright, I'll read the blurb. My soul's been shattered and my boyfriend's been killed. Don't I deserve a break? Just a little one? Zoe is alive and stronger than ever, being cared for by her new guardian, and finally finding some peace far from the ongoing battle against Nefret. But in her brief moment of happiness, it is easy to forget that the House of Night needs her, as do her friends. In Zoe's absence, Stevie Ray has found her feelings for the Raven Mocker Raphael are stronger than she ever could have expected, even while he still admits loyalty to their sworn enemy. Then a terrible murder threatens to destroy their group and tear their world apart, and that death will not be the last. Dot, dot, dot. Ooh, we love an ellipses. Ooh, I was going to say that. I love that word. <laughs> All right, thoughts, feelings, emotions, Kenzie. No, you go first. Okay. Why? Are you going to say you DNF'd again? No, I feel <laughs> <coughs> No, I feel I would go first. All right. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> um, my thoughts, feelings, emotions. Um, well, just quickly, I want to backtrack because I think in t- Tempted is when the multiple point of view things, and mm-hmm. I couldn't really articulate why I enjoyed it, but now I have since kind of found what I wanted to say about that, which is still relevant to this book. Mm-hmm. I'm loving all these point of views as we continue moving forward because we are seeing all the characters react to certain events chronologically and like linearly. So mm-hmm. like, so like by the end of the book or even a couple books down the line, we don't have the question of, oh, how does this character know about this or and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And like I've just realised that like that's why I enjoy the POV so much and I continue to do so enjoy them in this book. Yeah, and it kind of, as much as there is miscommunication, it does sort of erase that as a stepping stone as well because, yeah, they've got the phones and they're calling mm. and texting each other, like letting them know what's happening all the time. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and more so in this book as well, we're getting more like Nefret chapters as well. So we get, the audience gets an idea of like her plans and what she, what her intentions with like harnessing the darkness and all that stuff. And then when she then tries to manipulate everyone else as mm-hmm. an audience, like it's frustrating. It's like, how do you not see past their bullshit, etc. Yeah. But we'll also get into that later. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, um, I haven't, sorry, kids, you haven't quite finished. <laughs> Don't no, give me that know. face. <laughs> And I, oop. It's like a shocked face. Oh. I'm just going to keep eating my edamame. <laughs> Spoke in a turn. Um, as I messaged you, I'm like, nothing is really happening in this book in terms of <laughs> plots, drive, like people people moving around and all that type of stuff. There's a lot of plot progression through dialogue and little mm-hmm. moments and events, but not to a grandiose scale. So it was. It, I felt quite stagnant in this book in particular, more so than the others. Um, even though... Yeah, some events and moments were kind of like exciting because it's like it's a bit different. <laughs> and I'm uh, well, actually, you know, fuck it. I'm not gonna be vague. I was pretty excited when Jack died. You know, <laughs> and I was pretty excited when some when Linda died at the end. Like we're 
hitting a death tally now. Mm-hmm. There are stakes. Mm-hmm. No one, no one is actually safe, and I think that's one aspect of this book I'm enjoying more. Mm. I, I am still annoyed that like Nefret has not made any sort of power play against Zoe, and I'm also was also surprised. Actually, now that I think about it, not that surprised that Kelowna is kind of distracted from his mission towards Zoe as well, and more focusing on his own you know, entrapment to Nefret. But again, we'll talk about that later. So like, eh, I mean, yay or nay with this book. What about you, Kenzie? Um, well, before I so rudely interrupt you, <laughs> um, <laughs> don't do it again. You... <laughs> Start talking. Um, no, we were talking on Messenger, and you were saying that you had a qualm with this book. Did that message not you... send through? You just or... said I have a qualm, so I was just wondering if you wanted to talk about it now or if you wanted to talk about it later. Oh, it was just that. What then? What was sent after it? Nothing. Um, you said I'm like 79% yeah, yeah. through Awaken will definitely finish by Potty yeah, and yeah. I have a qualm. And yeah. then you said nothing is happening. That's the point. That was the qualm. Oh, is that the qualm? <laughs> that was the qualm. Nothing is happening. I was a, I was a few drinks down at this that's point. Okay. So, that's okay. Sorry. That's okay. Because <laughs> I, I thought you didn't react to the nothing is happening because you would have been like ha 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 or something like that. But yeah. I thought yeah, you- I reacted to the I have a qualm. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. this is good, and then you're like, nothing's happening. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, the nothing really is happening part oh, okay. was, was the qualm. And mm-hmm. yeah, as I just stated, yeah, felt a little stagnant, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to disappoint. Well, I thought Messenger was fucking with our chats again, because like, messages keep disappearing. Again? Yeah, I think so. Oh, but so anyway, annoying. do you have any more? I haven't, well, I haven't started. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you did. <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> Unhinged today. Let me have a little sippy of my chai. <laughs> Are you sure it's chai? To avoid a hangover, stay drunk. Nah. <laughs> nah. I had Bilson's. Dangerous. Ooh, did you try the vodka? No, because I was going to take it in a flask and then okay. um, I couldn't find a flask. Oh, no. <laughs> so, and then also um, the host bought everyone like their favourite drinks. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, which is cool. So Now I know free. what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> Something useful. Something sneaky. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. Oh, I just rubbed my eye and I'm wearing mascara. <laughs> <laughs> what is going uh, on in the house what, of comments? comments. <laughs> okay, um, my thoughts, feelings and emotions are very different to yours, this book, which is so fun because I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, compared to the last... I don't know, 15 House of Night books that we've discussed because that's how many it feels like. This one finally has grabbed my attention once again. Yay. Is it because they had sex? Probably. Let's not get into <laughs> The teenagers can see. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, oh, my God, I made a really funny joke last night. I'll tell you about that anyway, about teenagers. <laughs> don't be shy. <laughs> Um, okay, go on. Okay, let me talk about my thoughts for this emotions first, and I'll tell you. I should tell you anyway because it's funny. Um, I was on fire. I was getting into fights all over the place. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So I felt like finally that um, you know the last few books have been all about like oh something is building, something is coming, and then like obviously with the whole other world, and then Stark kind of sort of killing quote unquote Kelowna. Um, but then not, like, kind of taking some of his power away, like, the immortality. I felt like, okay, that's cool. That has been, like, the big conflict. 
he's going to do what he's going to do, but it's ne- now it's not about, oh, my God, well, Kelowna and Nefret are coming into doing a big evil. It's like, okay, well, like, we're in it now. That's what I feel like. And then in this one, I was like, yes, the stakes are here. The stakes have been planted. Yes. <laughs> I was like, people are dying. There is glee. <laughs> there is Broadway. There's what? There's Broadway references. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll get into it. There's borderline bestiality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we'll get into it because it's a plot. Um. And then also there's, like, a little hint of, like, magic. Proper magic. Yeah, like like with a K. M-A-G-I-C-K. So you yeah. know it's special. Yeah, magic with a K. I love it. It's always different. Yeah. It's always different. And Faye. Faye is, like, F-E-Y. Yeah, introduction of actual, like, supernatural slash, yeah, Faye. Yeah, however creatures. they are. Just, like, little, like, like sprites. Like, yeah, sprites. Sprites and fairies and... Nymphs, those types of things. Yeah. yeah, so this one I was finding, like, after being uh, in the mindset of, I don't know if I can finish the series and DNFing the last book, I was like, yes. I didn't like, because I think there's, like, a little bit of the bull action happening again in <laughs> <Yes>. this one. <laughs> yes. I was like, we get it, all right? We get it. <laughs> it was too sensual for my liking. Mm, mm. Yes. And then, yeah, people are dying. It's good. Oh, and there's, like, a little bit of, like, I don't know, not so great saucy times. No, it is very um, not great. Yeah, didn't like that. But anyway, good book. The, the first lot of sexy time, sure. But like yeah. after, mm. after that, not really. Yeah, I'm hooked back in. And after, yeah, because I DNF'd the last one, after getting over the shock of the kilts and the Scottish shit, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, where are they? <laughs> That's your own fault. We could you. Also, we finally get, like, a proper name of, like, because they referenced the island mm. sky. Yeah. And, like, they didn't really do that much. It was referenced, but it wasn't how it was formally kind of identified mm. in the last book. So mm. now we have a comfortable name for the comfortable island, although I still don't know how to pronounce the queen's name. I'm just going to call her Queen Sky just well. for the duration of this, or for as yep. long as she's relevant, she's Queen Sky. Yep. Yeah, nice. I, I kind I do agree, like, it was interesting... With, like, yeah, the old sorts of magic and all that t- kind of stuff being reinvigorated into this yeah. world. Um, the only, yeah, qualm I have with that is that this is book eight. Right. <laughs> yeah. And if you think they would know about other magical sprites and beings uh-huh. from like, history. Why, do you, why are you trying to continue introducing new things all the time? <laughs> yeah, we're book Is it because you know I'm bored? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> this is how they entrapped, <laughs> entrapped the rest of the audience by introducing these new things to grab your attention again. <laughs> but no, that's great. I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little lost, but fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw a TikTok. I know this, this is not irrelevant, relevant to the book at all, but I saw a TikTok the other day about this chick having a rant about people who make TikTok their personality and quote TikTok all the time. And they say oh, that no. it's like unoriginal and like it's not like flattering or anything and it's like oh i do it all the time yeah. but i do it yeah. as like a joke in the moment that's relevant to like that joke yeah i like doing it around new people it makes me determine if they're cool or not <laughs> but then they might think you're weird though so that's all right i'm tiktok famous <laughs> <laughs> you're siri cosplay thirst trap no l 11.1k views oh uh, yes yes shameless plug it was at a plug. It was at a plateau, and then it went up for 100. I, know. I was happy I know. with that. 
Anyway, sorry. It's just me on loop. <laughs> we're, a bit, we're a bit selfish today. That's fine. We don't care. This is our podcast. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. Um, kicking on off into the story, I gotta say this before, like I forget to say it. I just quickly want to say that I was very impressed with Zoe's selfishness in trying, in wanting to kind of stay on the yes. island of Sky. I'm like, this chick out of everybody deserves a fucking break. Mm. People are dying. She is like grieving. She is fighting, you know, for her, her soul in the overworld. And, you know, if anyone deserved like a two week vacation, it's her. Yeah, she's died like seven times. And Stark's died like a hundred times. And like. Yeah. And also Stevie Ray, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stevie Ray's yeah, getting there. She almost dies again in this book, almost. Mm-hmm. Or she was very weak and vulnerable. Mm hmm. But yeah, out of everybody, yeah, Zoe definitely would have deserved an extra two week vacation, but we know that gets ruined. Thanks, Jack. You just had to go and die. He's had to go and be murdered. Yeah. But yeah, that's just, I just had to get that off my chest. And then everyone was pissy at her for it, almost. Well, not really mm-hmm. pissy, but they kind of understood. And they would have let her stay, obviously, until Jack died. And then that's when everyone needed to band together again. Um, but surely, like, Stevie Ray could have sorted it, like, the pyre out and everything, right? Yeah, but I think that she had, like, a moral obligation. Yeah, as the high priestess. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Alrighty. Kicking on in the beginning of the book. We start with Nefret's point of view, which is surprising, because I don't think we've had her proper point of view yet. I know. Maybe we have once, but I don't quite remember. And it's just really about her... Um, it really encapsulates her control over the Sons of Erebus, and she's gaining a lot of... Just her control over them and how they react to her and how, like, paranoid she is as well, in a way, because there is a moment where uh, there's one son of a rebus warrior that, like, bowed not as shallow as she would have liked and she's like, oh, he's going to be off this patrol yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so, like, yeah, Nefra is losing her mind to the darkness, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's what she wanted. That's her intention. And then there's just, I don't know a lot of like sensuality she has towards the son of Arebus warriors because she can like have whoever she wants although nothing yeah. compares to Kelowna in terms of obviously sexual pleasure because he's the yeah. immortal and I don't know just a lot of those types of vibes from her chapters yeah I still don't get you know like if Kelowna was his almighty powerful thing yes how she was able to just be like do this for me and I he's think like it's, okay sexy lady I think it's just <laughs> I think it's more just the um he she unlocked him and that like uh, is yeah. a huge favor yeah despite it was him was it him whispering or was it like the darkness now that we've we're learning about these you know manifestations of these bulls and their representations of light and darkness was it darkness that i was think it was like darkness but it was manifesting through him right because darkness also needs him to be released mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay cool but yeah just as like a favor almost like you released me i will humor your endeavors yeah and then she just obviously ultimately trapped him which he's an idiot for but oh well yeah and yeah this book in particular i think because Kelowna is worried about you know his oath n- new oath to nefret and how he worded it and you yeah. know, he, he seems to be bound immor- immortally to her Mm-hmm. But and he's lost sight of like his desire to reconvince Zoe that she's like Aya and that she and that they belong you know, together. Yeah, like. But I suppose it goes to show Kelowna is just after number one, and it's himself or looks yeah. after number one. So we yeah, get to see sure. a more selfish side to it. And then what else happens earlier on? I think Stevie Ray has a chapter. Uh, Stevie Ray has a chapter. Um, I think it's really just like her and Rafim or Rafim. 
Raphaim. Yeah, we're back on the Isle of Skye and yeah. Aphrodite and Co are planning on heading back. Although it seems like Damien and the twins and all that are already back at the House of Night. Yeah, I think they went back first. Or maybe they never did they did they No, they didn't go to To the island. Europe. No no, they were in Europe. Did but they, did they were go they to the Europe? island? I, oh, I've already not. forgotten. I don't remember, but they're not there. And um yeah, it's all about Zoe. She's wanting to like stay for a little while, but she doesn't want to disappoint anybody by not going back with them. Yeah. And then this and is where like, we It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Do what you want, which is fair enough. Or the ex- this the excuse is that Stark needs to get better because I mean, like, yeah, he died in the overworld, yeah, which is pretty yeah. harsh. And yeah, and then this is where we get like the kind of bit of a plot bump where it's like Jack's calling because they want a celebration circle because you know Zoe's soul is back together. They've completed kind of that mission. Deserves a bit of celebration. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, then yeah, Zoe tells Stark to tell him that like he needs to rest. Blah blah blah. Why are you sc- it's like why are you scared to tell your friends no? <laughs> or because Jack's I gonna know. cry. Yeah, Jack will cry again. It's like, it's alright, he's a big boy. Develops Did character. you think because like Jack's been very much like a side character. Yes. And then in this one, like he kinda got a bit more of like a prominent role and I was like, he's dead. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> as soon as there was a Jack chapter, I'm like, yeah, and You're as gone, soon son. as he, yeah, he was the one who's like, we should do this, this, and this. I was just like, oh, okay. Oh, not necessarily that, but because I think that's quite in character because they haven't had a ritual for a while, and like, I'm but he's rituals. never been like the leading, like, sure, no, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, sure, no, but no. Once it got to his chapter, and once it got, let's just we'll talk about this now for the moment. Okay. Once it once it got to that chapter, and it got to. I think Duchess the dog was described as being a bit more clingier than normal. Yeah. And then when Damien came in and they all had their, like, we we welcomed by Kenzie's son, James, if you hear him. And then we got Damien and Jack having, like, a nice, deep conversation about love, loving forever and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Damien convinced Jack to let Duchess go on a jog with him. And as soon as they left that vicinity... Yeah. I knew something was up. And for those who following along at home, the celebration was to be happening at like the East Wall where every single bad shit that's ever yeah, occurred the bad, in the school. The very special tree, the secret way to get out of the school. The, the, yeah. Every like yeah. the wall. Where Kelowna broke through. Yeah, like that's where they're gonna have their celebration. Um so add another like notch to that corner's belt with Jack's death. But, yeah. I don't know, I was getting annoyed with uh, like I liked the fact that it was like defying gravity. Like, oh, we're gonna straight up talk about his death. Let's just do it. Why not? Okay, get so, it out of the way. <clears throat> I think I spoke about in the last episode as well. Oh my god, my voice has gone funny. Ah, um, how that when they were talking about <laughs> they found we were talking about it. They found Kelowna and Nefert because of Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like stuff like that really takes me out of it when it's a fantasy series. And I understand that it's set in a modern world, but when it's, yeah, like Twitter or like Facebook or what have I just read? Um, oh, it starts with us. They talk about TikTok. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I understand that this is in our world, but that just really takes me out of it. But anyway, Ooh. so he was talking about um, like Glee. <laughs> yeah, singing a and song then, for the yeah, ritual. Yeah, singing a song for the ritual. And he wanted to do... The um, Glee version of Defying Gravity. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's he was singing it, and that's how 
that's what was happening when he died. <laughs> yeah. And then as he was like preparing and decorating um, within the tree, of course, the evil fucking yeah. tree. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a projection of Nefret because I didn't think she made it back to the House of Night that quickly. But it was, I think it was a, her actual physical being. Yeah, it was. So she was there and she starts talking to him. She's trying to like switch yeah. him over to the dark side. And um, for intentions that at the time we did not know, he was going to be a sacrifice to the darkness because of being an untainted pure soul or whatever. Yeah. The darkness relish. Yeah. The darkness relishes in that sort of sacrifice. I also think, yeah, the innocent is also like, uh, he's a virgin. Probably. Yeah. Or virgin blood. Oh, yeah. Never used. Yeah. So yeah, Nefra's trying to switch him over. He, Jack is headstrong. He's like, no, fuck off. He, he's actually much nicer than that. <laughs> he, was yeah. like, he was like, please leave. And yeah. then Nefret's like, no, and all her darkness tendrils of power held him up in the tree f- until like twelve. And he had a he had a claymore or a dagger or a sword of sorts. I forget. A sword, yeah. From dragon, because it was gonna he was gonna make origami or something out of it. So he needed it as a reference, which is very obscure, you know, yeah. um, to <laughs> have on you. And so. Th- and with the dark power, the sword was held like upright, and so inev- eventually Jack was released and fell onto the sword. Yeah, and, and it was made to look like an accident. Yes, but like, how does that look like an yeah. accident? Though? <laughs> and yeah, and then he is found later on. So yeah, it was pretty dramatically wicked death, but like, I mm. liked it. Uh, yeah. Is this the first of the bury your gaze trope? <laughs> yes, I felt like it was quite a violent. Death it was as well compared especially, to other ones, especially for someone like Jack who has done fuck all. Yes, yeah. I mean, like I understand, like Kelowna snapping Heath's neck is pretty violent, but I mean that's a quick death. Yeah, for sure. This was just oh no, you've been impaled. Me. Yeah, this yeah super. I guess it probably just shows the difference between Kelowna and Nefret. Because yeah. Kelowna, being a warrior, he knows all the different types of, I guess, ways to die, ways to kill a person. Nefret's just yeah. all about the um, the torture and like, and just relishes in that those types of pain. Because yeah, she's been a healer for the House of Night yeah. before she and all that. So like, it's probably a, a masochist thing from for her to do as well. Masochist. That's a big word for Elmo. I know you already kind of spoiled it it for me like earlier on now. Yeah, sorry. Um, which is which is fine. Like again, I don't really care about Jack. I'm sorry. <laughs> but now, is this just a plot device for Damien to inevitably rise up in future books? Yes, but also because someone else from this frat pack dies. Yes. Um. Eventually. <laughs> yes. Um. Bring it and on. So I, yeah. So I like. I don't. Again, because it is the bury your gaze. Um. Yeah, I don't understand why they had to introduce Jack just to kill him off, just for Damien to step up when they are going to kill someone, what another one of his fr- very close friends anyway. Um, yeah. And then that could have been the motivational get going right. situation. Like it didn't have to be a whole separate thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, steering away from that again, talking a little out of order. <laughs> like we don't care anymore. Um, I think because Stevie Ray is doing stuff at the House of Night. I forget what her initial chapters are about. I think she's annoyed at Raphael because he's, like, flown off. And I think she's holding down the fort at the House of Night. Yeah, because he left at the end of the last book. Yes, yes. Because he's in despair. It's very... It's it's giving agony from Into the Woods, you know? That angst. (laughs) Agony! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I think she's trying to hold down the fort at school. She's not doing a lot. No, she's not. Because Raphael... 
comes back. Oh, oh, it's it's Kremisha harassing Stevie Ray about the fucking poems because Kremisha yeah. won't leave well enough alone. Because Kremisha, I really yeah. don't like her attitude. <laughs> Kremisha's mm. or Stevie Ray's. Kremisha. Yeah, because she's like, tell me, and Stevie Ray's like, no, and she's like, fuck you, tell me. And Stevie Ray's like, no, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just back and forth. And it's like, here's a poem. It's it's obviously about you and something. So, you know. But at least she knows. Well, she knows Stevie Ray's hiding something. Um, but yeah, I really hate the stubbornness from both of them. And their back and forth, like, banter is is just, tell me what's going on, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah. And, yeah, there's a couple more poems now for Stevie Ray. And it is, of course, in reference to her and Raphael. Which gives us... Like a whole like love hope thing between them because they're the I think they're the best written like love story in this whole series so far. Like I enjoy yeah. watching them interact with each or reading yeah. of them interact with each other. It seems yeah. so much more I genuine. Have... Are we just going out of order? Why not? Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, that's okay. So there's a fight at the end, yes. ish sort of. Um, standoff. Standoff. Yep. And uh, Dragon goes to kill Raphaim, and then, lo and behold, our favourite goddess, Nyx, shows up. Of course, yes. Because, re- because really, like, no stakes. Okay. <laughs> and oh. at the end of the day, if you really need help, she's going to be there. No no one can handle their own shit. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny. Uh, that's and of course... Funny. Sorry, I was oh, just going to say, like, it's ironic, because in the first couple of books... You know, Nef before we know Nefra was like fully evil. She's all like, fledglings and vampires have to solve their issues on their own without like interventions. Yeah. So like, but we have divine intervention. Sorry, go on. All good. And of course, again, uh, we need to cast a circle to save Raphaim because circles save everyone, and circles are all magical. Mm. Um, and then Nyx appears. And it's like, all right, I can see Raphael's like chosen light. I'm a, I'm gonna help you out a little bit. Um, yeah. You are a raven mocker by day, but yes. a uh, human by night. And you're like, wow, that's like a good deal. Also, that's kind of shitty. But then you know, what I remembered they all fucking sleep during the day. Yeah, <laughs> so it does. Almost so doesn't matter. Really, yeah, so it doesn't matter. You just have a nap. <laughs> yeah, just have a nap. A, a burn nap. <laughs> yeah, go eat some worms. <laughs> The greater lesson in that I think Nick's explained is like he has to learn to control like I suppose the evilness and the beast because like and all that it's just like that whole metaphor of yeah. balance and being able to control both. Yeah. Although, so is he? My question actually it kind of got answered at the end as well because I think someone made a joke: Is Stevie Ray going to put him in a cage? So he must be like a just a full size normal raven. Just full raven. Not yeah. not like a human sized raven. Yeah, not a raven mocker. No. A raven birdie, but yeah, and he is a uh, given. Given Kelowna's past, uh, Raphael's heritage is of a Cherokee warrior. Well, not really a warrior, but and, it was described. Him and being because a warrior. that was the image of him in the that fountain. Nix gave them in the fountain. Yeah, see, love wins. Yeah, love wins. Yeah, that was lovely. But yeah, the whole like you have to be a bird by day thing. I was like, eh, I'm sure there are better sort of consequences yeah. than that. But anyway. But I suppose yeah. once he learns, if he learns, you know, that balance, she can easily just, like, make him human forever, normal. Back to almost the beginning of the book, I guess. Again, yes. Back kind of with Zoe and Stark again for a moment. They have sexy time for the first time together, yeah. which is fun for them, In I a guess. a tree. Well, under a tree. Under a tree. 
how romantic. Happy. But it's also all about it's like yeah, we're doing this so that like we're connected, like our souls are connected now on like yeah. a different level. And it's like one, he died in your arms. Two, he's given you his warrior's oath. Three, he's died again for you. Like four, you've admitted you love each other. I don't really think sex is the defining factor of your souls being connected. I'm into <laughs> no. it. But sure. I don't think it needed to be made as big of a deal. However, because I think they're teenagers, yeah. sex is a big deal. For sure, for sure. I agree yeah. with that. With that, Zoe also spends a lot of time with like the Queen. They're having very interesting conversations. More so before Zoe learns of Jack's news, they're discussing yeah the new the old magic with the K and yeah. the, the, the fae creatures and how Zoe's control of the elements is a little bit more different here because it reveals them the elements to being actual physical sprites and that's yeah. fun and um they're talking to queen sky about how she's kind of changing her mind because zoe zoe is that is that person that's capable of like making change inadvertently and i think yeah she's kind of just being like neutral in all of this she's like i've got my island i'm safe nothing can penetrate me <laughs> for sure and then she sees you know what or hears of what Zoe's doing for the people that she loves and the people that she loves, what they're willing to sacrifice in order to help her succeed. So then, yeah, they're still talking and they and she comes up with, she wants to perhaps open up the island again as a separate house of night um, in order to probably retrain warriors as well and just like teach them, teach them old ways again, old magics and all that type yeah. of stuff. Because though they are cut off kind of seemingly from the whole world, they do have, like, technological accesses, like internet, phones, all that stuff. Like, they know what's going on, but yeah. they've restricted access to the normal person. Yeah, they've chosen vampire. to remain very traditional in their ways. For sure. But now, yeah, with what Zoe has managed to accomplish, she has taken that as almost like a sign to open the island up again, which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, now that I think about it real quick, I have a qualm. Ooh, Every time... <laughs> it's stupid, though. Every time Stark... <laughs> to talk like a scottish accent person like it annoys me and you know how you know how it's a different text like it's spelled differently yeah, yeah even yeah. when i think it's soros i yeah we're your lassie yeah your woman <laughs> yeah yeah that uh, oh I, I cringe every time Ugh. yeah, yeah it's, anno- it's annoying get over it you learned your scottish for one day and you make it your yeah, own personality totally. relax. yeah <laughs> relax bro oh i remember what's happening at the house of night now there's a there's a meeting with all the teachers and Nefret's there mm. after killing Jack mm-hmm. and Stevie Ray and all that are there, um, or at least her being a red high priestess and Kramisha being the poet prophet. Yeah, and oh Aphrodite must be there as well. I think everyone must be there. There's very limited stock of teachers and students it seems. So yeah, Nefret's trying to turn everyone against Zoe. <laughs> yeah, and play on still. Dragon's grief about this <laughs> yeah. Raven Mocha, because they're still going on about how there's one loose in Tulsa. Yeah. Tulsa, and then Stevie Ray's kind of being questioned about it because she's being extra defensive. We know why. Yeah. They don't know we why. We know why. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, it's it's weird how Nefret manages to manipulate everybody. I know, still, after everything... Like, because they've... S- yeah, they see her unlock Kelowna. That's bad. I guess it's the cry of, I was enthralled with him like the rest of you. I know, but after everything, it's like, do you, like, he went to, um, when I can spit it out. She went to Europe with Kelowna, 
And yeah. then there was all that stuff, like, surely it would have come out that, like, Kelowna killed Heath, yeah. and that Nefret, like, escaped with him, or whatever, like, left. And then when she comes back, like, yeah, are they not, like... Sus? Yeah. Yeah, no, that, it's, that's always kind of annoyed me. It's... She's always managed to play a victim, and it's like, has she not her sh- has she not shown her true colors enough? Yeah, like that's what I don't get. And then every time, off. yeah, she tries to um turn them against Zoe, or like Zoe's evil, Zoe's doing this, blah blah blah, and then Zoe comes in and saves the day. Yeah, it's like make it make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a two plus two is not Bye-bye. five, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I suppose Professor Langford. Oh, why did I say him so formally? Dragon, for sure. Because <laughs> he's, like, grieving and, like, he's a little bit kind of messed up. You know, yeah. he just wants to kind of grieve and, like, get on with life. Yeah. But, like, every other teacher is, like, yeah, you don't see that Zoe's the one that's been helping. I suppose it is... It all aligns because, like, all of this happened because Zoe became a fledgling. Zoe yeah, has all these powers. Like once Zoe it's, happened, then... It's easy to pin all this blame on someone who is as special as Zoe. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they've all been working with Nefret for, like, I'm going to say centuries and decades. like Yeah. So, yeah, she has that pull of word against her. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's but, so like, frustrating. As a teacher, I, because, yeah, like, this all happened, yeah, when Zoe became a fledgling or, fledgling or whatever. Like, I would still be like, okay, well, obviously this means something about Zoe. I'm going to support her. Yeah. Because even if they think she's evil, it's like, yeah, I'm going to support yeah. her and try and keep her on the right path. For sure. And I've just had this thought, because Nefret has been claiming to be Nyx reincarnate and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Nyx made herself appear above everybody. Yeah. Is that not the big red fucking flag that <laughs> Nefret is a liar and, and then, she but, can't be trusted? Yeah. Also, can't Nyx be like, yo, Nefret's lying? That's the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is like, Nyx, you weren't in front of everybody. You can say... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that pisses me off. I don't understand. Yeah. Is it just to drag it out that little bit longer? I think so. But yeah, surely. And then because also it's like, well, you have to figure these things out for yourself. It's like, no, she's impersonating it's also you. Like, yeah, it's also like, look at what's happening. At in your, your name. Yeah, in your name. At the people who are supposed to be devoted to you. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? But I suppose in the, in terms of the line of destiny and, like, paths, <laughs> like, this is how it's meant to go. <laughs> yeah. Until the destiny is fulfilled. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to put up with this crap for a bit longer. But, like, at the end of the day, is it good writing? Is it just inconsistent? <laughs> like, what? It's also, frustrating. I call this an intrusive th- thought, even though it's not intrusive at all. But, but hang on a second. I just thought today, what if we're wrong? What if the whole build-up and everything of this book series has been absolutely perfect and we're just shitting on it for no reason? Yeah. <laughs> what if this is, like, the perfect <laughs> book series and we're just, like, ripping it to shreds? We're just like, ah, this is Don't shit. like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, Nick's appearing before everybody. And, but yeah, like, if you were inca- reincarnate, you wouldn't, like, then the goddess herself wouldn't able to just project like that, right? Is yeah. that how this works? Yeah, surely, because if you're, yeah, reincarnate, <laughs> then you don't need to have a <laughs> astral projection <laughs> moment. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on. Kelowna, we have a Kelowna chapter, or unless it's more of a Raphaim chapter and he is, you know, telling us more of Kelowna's story through his point of view. Um, Kelowna's, like, motivation in this book is that he is trying to unbind his oath from Nefret, which is, in the end, it was a bit of a stupid cop-out because it wasn't worded 
you know, so succinctly, so he was never truly bound to her. Yeah. But anyway, that's his motivation to try and... Because um, having having someone could have control over your immortal soul sounds absolutely terrifying. Although, and even also, though he deserves it... Why let yourself it, get into that situation? Yeah, I don't know. To, I mean, to be fair, she was holding his body hostage when his soul was shattered, so uh, not well, much wiggle find, room. Find another body. <laughs> find another body. <laughs> I mean, ooh, that's a fair point. If they're saying they're... A rebus and an effort reincarnate. Reincarnate someone else. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah. Um uh but yeah, so Kelona, due to not fulfilling his like oath to Nefret and ki- keeping Zoe in the over uh, other world, not overworld. Uh Nefret made the um like public announcement that like he's oh well in the name of killing Heath, like she has lashed him mm-hmm. and has banished him from her side for a century. Yeah, and it's like, also, like, he still killed an innocent human, so... Yeah, like, <laughs> life for a life, I say. Mm. I'm all for the death penalty. What? <laughs> uh, but he is obviously lurking around her close by, and Rafim and him reunite, which is fun. Yeah. We love we love a family reunion. Uh-huh. Although Rafim is in two minds, of course, because of his feelings, and he's, like, leaning towards the side of light. And his love for Stevie Ray. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of being a double agent as well. Because Rafim and Stevie Ray meet up as well at some point. Have a bit of a talk. Everything's all good and dandy there. And then it's pretty much Zoe comes back to the House of Night. And how weird is it that like... Um, we know Nefret is playing along and you know playing up nice and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But like... We're back to the first, like, f- five books again. Like, just the dance around each other. Like, no one's making a move against each other. Although yeah, they kind of like, can't. Ne- mm. But then also, like, Nefret makes this apology. And then Zoe's, like, knows that it's fake. But she plays along with it for everyone else's sake. But it's like, just call her out at this point. Because Nefret has such an explosive personality. Yeah. That if you were to be like, well, actually, no. I don't accept your apology because of blah, blah, blah. Then yeah. surely she would blow up and prove yeah. to everyone. Nah, I suppose she's been really good with holding her temperament, I guess. Mm. And, like, Stevie Ray has been standing up to her a lot in this book, and everyone's just like, you're a liar. <laughs> mm. So it's really hard, um, in that sense, to be believed. And I guess at the end of the day, like, yeah, no one, like, Zoe hasn't actually attacked Nefret in broad daylight, and or in front of everybody that matters. Mm. And then, but the same can be said for Nefret, like, she hasn't really outwardly attacked Zoe, she's attacked everybody else, but... Mm. And of course, Zoe and Stevie Ray and Aphrodite and everyone knows that like Nefret had a role to play in Jack's death. Yeah, and it's like surely you have enough that you can go like back to the vampire council or whatever and say, "Hey, she killed a fledgling." Yeah, but they'd be like, "Where's the proof?" Yeah, I wish that there was some sort of like social media. (laughs) Yeah, truth or like a vampire like had the ability to like tell when someone was lying or something like. Yeah, yeah. If Nefret can like. These older vampires, yeah, can kind of get in on what they're thinking. Then surely someone can know if they're lying. And, like, that's the thing, too. With someone like Lenobia, I think she had a couple of, like, moments of dialogue in this book. But she seemed like she's not thrilled with Nefret's return or she doesn't seem to buy her bullshit. And I'm scared that that's going to put her in danger. But, like, yeah, doesn't she read Nefret's mind? Or is her mind just blocked with darkness? You know, like, like an impenetrable psychic wall or something? And then, yeah, the whole thing in the earlier books of, like, Zoe befriending Aphrodite because she was the only one that, like, the adult vamps couldn't read her mind or it was, whatever. It was, just, it was just Nefret, I think. Oh, just Nefret. 
Because she's like, I couldn't tell you guys anything. Then yeah. And now it seems that I guess I guess Nefret knows regardless that like the group is against her, so like she doesn't really yeah. need to try and figure it out. Poor Damien though, like he spends a lot of time just like grieving and crying a lot in this book, which is fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, the poor boy. So yeah, they have a um, they have like a they're treating Jack's funeral as if he was a changed vampire, which is mm. a cool new little tradition we get to see and custom we get to witness. Yeah, with the pyre pyre and everything and uh zoe is yeah doing her thing casting a circle and then yeah nefret comes in she's trying to like yeah perform that she's um that she was lost from nyx but she's come back you know to the to the light whatever and like it's this whole thing like she's naked and like bowing to behind yeah in front of zoe and again like yeah as much as i enjoy this book again we're doing this song and dance of yeah Nefret pretending to be something and Zoe knowing the truth. And the, we know what Nefret is planning because in her chapters she tells us. <laughs> so yeah. it's frustrating yeah. as a reader. But yeah, there's too many times Nefret is naked in this book. <laughs> it's like four times. Yeah. And like, I'm all for not caring about nudity. But again, you are an adult and these are teenagers. <laughs> but I suppose it's about the vulnerability and the respect of that. In, in terms of this type of custom. Like, you're bearing yeah. all to your goddess and your high priestess or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. And then, obviously, yeah, Zoe's like, I forgive you, but it's up to Nyx, ultimately. And then yeah. Nyx pretty much says it again when she, you know, appears before everybody. But it's like, a gift has to be earned. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Nyx, you are there. Tell everyone that Nick, that Nefret needs to fucking go. I yeah. get it. There's also a scene at some point with Nefret and the... I think it's more towards the end of the book... Honestly, not much really does happen in this book. <laughs> I, think yeah. I think we're going through it quite well. Yeah. So towards the end of the book, Nefret is talking about darkness, more to herself about darkness. And then and she's, you know, like in a monologue, monologuing herself. Oh, yeah, because after the fight, Kelowna disappears. Uh. And anyway, yeah, she's just she's just musing to herself and the the ball, the white ball of darkness you know, yeah. appears to her. And this is a very weird event and like very sensual and ugh, gross also the word pleasure was used too much in this book <laughs> both in like the sexual manner and in the um like it will pleasure you to like like as a reward or it will i don't know satisfy you or whatever yeah. it's like get a synonym or something for pleasurable or pleasure it's fine <laughs> but yeah so darkness and or the bull and nefret have like a conversation and they're talking um because the bull is realizing how like wickedly devoted Nefret is to the darkness and is mm-hmm. quite impressed, mm-hmm. and even more impressed that um you know she managed to kill Jack as well because that was another payment. So she's asking for favors. Yeah, I think for something else, I forget what she's really. It doesn't. I f- yeah, I forget just what she's asking for of the bull. Maybe it's more power, or it's oh no, it was to form a vessel. The bull is giving her a gift, which is going to be a yeah, vessel. Yeah, she gets aurochs. Yeah, aurochs or something like that. Yeah. yeah. A vessel that's in the form of a man that's, like, powerful. Yeah, to make sacrifices. To do the unaliving. Yes. And in order for the gift to be given, she has to sacrifice somebody. Yeah. And it has to be, like, an old, old person who is, like, whose blood is deep with, like, of the earth type of mm. thing. Very spiritual. Yeah. Whatever. We all knew who he was talking about. Mm. Good old Grandma Redbird is on Nefret's hit list. 
But once again, she evades death because she ain't does. no one coming for Grandma. <laughs> no, Grandma is staying alive. Yes. However. <laughs> However. Yeah. You may. You may. Continue. I feel like I'm talking too much. Okay. Um. Yeah. So she intends to kill Grandma Sylvia, but ends up killing Linda, who is Zoe's mother. Um. Who has left Mister John Heffer because he's cheating on her. Bent somebody over a desk at church. What a way to go. <laughs> you know, it's always the church people. It's, it's it always is always the church, the church people. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happens. I'm not quite sure on the intricacies of it because I read this a very long time ago, but I know that she dies. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, while this is happening, uh, Heath's still in the other world. <laughs> yeah, he gets a chapter, which is weird of him just chilling in. Yeah, after Mrs. all that, Grove. you've got to let Zoe go, you've got to move on and find peace, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly it's like, well, actually, I've got something else for you. Also, I have a question now. Yes. I don't know how to put it, though. This is where my arcu- uh, articulation deceives me. So Nyx's realm, because we learn, yeah, Heath ends up there. Mm-hmm. Is it because of his connection to Zoe, would we say? Yeah, probably. And this, would you say the same is said for Linda? Yeah. So then is, because of the different religions that I've perceived in this book... But so far, everyone that's died, they've gone to Nyx's grove, regardless of their, I suppose, affiliation with, like, a vampire or whatever. Maybe. Is that the standard heaven, is what I'm trying to say? Yeah, well, maybe that's, like, the gateway. Or, like, the other world is the gateway, and then it's like, if you you want a piece, you can continue on to the grove. If not, stay here, and they'll find something for you to do. Because, yeah, I don't know, it just feels like then the rest of the, like, religion in this world seems a bit redundant then, if... I suppose, or as a reader, it would come across that way. Yeah. Because I feel like even though Linda has left... I think that also, I think it's just bad writing. Bad writing. Yeah. You don't want want to upset nobody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're just trying to fit lots and lots of things in. Right. And it's not coming across succinctly. (laughs) Right. Because I was just going to say, like, Linda being married to a, a, like, a faith people of the faith person and whatever heaven situation they believe in, surely mm. I thought she would, even though she's not with him anymore, I feel like she would still believe in that faith. Maybe, but I think she only started believing in that faith when she got to him. Right, 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 right. So maybe she always had her, like, Cherokee ancestry faith. Oh, for sure. And and with that, like, wouldn't she just end up in, like, a Cherokee variation of... Or maybe, as Sister Mary said, like, Nyx is, like, the personification of many different things, but ultimately they all end up to her. Yeah. Perhaps. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I love answering my own question. Nice, well done. Well, with, with your help, Kinsey, thank you. No worries. But yeah, oh, how ironic that John's name is like John Hefner, and we're talking about balls about being you know, Heffer, lined up. Yeah. Or Heffer, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's, it's just funny. Yeah. Coincidence? Ooh. But yeah, and Linda dies just getting a neck sliced. She was yeah. at Grandma's house, and Grandma was conveniently away for a day. Oh, uh, yes. One day, right. yeah. <laughs> and Nefret shows up naked. Again. <laughs> Again, yep. It's like, if I had a dollar for how many times It reminds me of, like, I don't know if you've seen this, and it's, like, very old school Simpsons, but it's, like, when Mr. Burns, I don't know, he's, like, in the radiation or whatever, and he's, like, coming out of the forest, and he's, like... I come in peace or something yeah, like yes, that. Yes, I know <laughs> Do you know about. what I'm talking about? I was scared of that episode growing up. I know. I'm going to save it because we can post it in the stories. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. 
Yeah, like, that's just what I imagined. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Grandma's not dying today. Grandma's the only one that can cheat death, it seems. But yeah, sorry, back to Heath real quick. Yeah, he's in the grove, and Nyx is having a serious talk with him. Because he's just playing football, or American football, in the grove. He's chilling, yeah. He's Um, waiting for Zoe. Yeah, (laughs) she's never come back. Um, But, so, Nyx says that he can be the lost soul in the vessel. Yeah, because he can choose that over being reborn as something else in the real world or staying in the other world. Yeah. And if he goes and beats the lost vessel, then he can help Zoe, and we all know that he always wants to help Zoe. Yeah. So, but, like, he's the lost soul in Oryx? Yes. So Because yes. cause the sacrifice with Linda wasn't as pure as someone who, uh, as Grandma would have been. Uh, like yes. there is like so Nix can infiltrate a them a little bit. Yes, yes. There's a weakness that Nix was able to infiltrate, and then with yeah. that, she's going to use Heath as that sort of distraction because we know yeah. how stupidly chaotic he can be. Yeah. Almost. So that means that Oryx will probably not want to hurt Zoe. Exactly. Or at least there's a chance for that yeah. happening. There's a higher chance yeah. of that not happening. Yeah. Yes, but then Heath will not know like who he is as a person. <sighs> who, like, really Zoe is, but he knows that about, like... Their like, souls love. will know each other. The soul and love. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> How many soulmates does Zoe have, <laughs> really? Plenty. Plenty. Too plenty. many. Oh, speaking of, like, off track, but her and Eric kind of make up. They're buds now. Although they're bonding yeah. over the fact ne- Nefret's a bitch, which is yeah. fair. So hey, like, Eric, cool. uh, what's his name? See, there's too many boyfriends. I'm getting confused. <laughs> um, Eric gets a little bit of like a character or something something happening in the next one so oh yay a little bit of like what what is he the <laughs> goodbye no. sweet prince oh no <sighs> no i'm gonna have to wait for that to happen if it ever happens yeah but yeah he but he seems like a very honorable guy like yeah he'll, he'll do anything for zoe as we've seen like he went to yeah but it's like he already died Council. like if i was even i'd be like mm, i think i'll just pass on into the other world please or like, yeah. I'll, or I'll be. Can I be reincarnated, please? <laughs> yeah. Although, because their souls are always going to meet, he would have to reincarnate when Zoe oh, ev- inevitably dies. So he still yeah. has to wait for her. But yeah. But yeah, nah. Yeah, a chance for you to yeah meet again or to like just save her in this moment. Yeah. But again, I guess at the overarching end of the day, this is all like a part of Nix's plan <laughs> to yep. save the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's meant to happen. Oh, yeah, meant to traumatize teenagers. <laughs> of course, of course. Especially humans who are not really made to be of this world or of this environment. Heath agrees to that. One of the last couple of chapters is like Nefret meets Aurochs. What was it? Mm-hmm. Aurochs, yeah. Aurochs that she named him as. It, apparently, it's like a symbolism of like an old white, an old bull or whatever. Yeah, yeah. An ancient bull. So it's him. And it's described as having long, thick, blonde hair. And I don't I don't really remember, like, Heath's description that well, but does that look like him in a way? Because of it? No? Okay. I don't remember. I think... Oh, I always thought Heath was, like, short brown. Like, very classic American jock. I, th- I thought he was blonde. Oh, I'm probably... Because I make things up in my own head. Oh, he's blonde. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he kind of looks like... Yeah, okay. Right. I feel like that's that could be, like, the compensation of the weakness as well. But, like, not that Nefron Yeah, so then, spent... yeah, Aurochs looks similar to Heath. Yeah, I feel like... Because, like, Nefro wouldn't know what Heath looks like that much. And she didn't seem to, like, recognise him. Unless she yeah. was just relishing in the fact that, you know, she has this vessel now. Yeah. Which sounds OP. But then Kelowna sounded OP and he's done fuck all. Yeah, true. Also, the Raven Mockers are back. 
as well, so that's fun. Um, we've we've kind of talked about the fight more from the Raphaem standpoint. Yeah. But Stevie Ray really does take charge in that. Oh yeah, it is all revealed that her and Raphaem are uh, uh, imprinted together, and everyone's shocked. Oh yeah, fun fun. But like Love Conquers All, it's giving The Lion King two, you know, COVID yeah. and Kara <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fighting for each other. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I said that before last you episode. You did, yeah. <laughs> it is so them. Enemies to lovers. We love it. Yeah. We love it. Um and Dragon. Fucking Dragon. Dragon. Oh, he's turning to the dark side, isn't he? I'm worried yeah. for our boy. He like lashes out at Zoe because he's all like, You're too young, blah blah blah. Lashes out. But like he has a point. Like what does she yeah. know about loss? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so because Nefret and Dragon won't accept Raphaim, yeah. um, the teenagers, Zoe and her friends, uh, Aphrodite, everyone, decide to leave the House of Night and start their own House of Night in the tunnels. <laughs> well, they don't consider it their home now, but they will attend classes and such. I think that's yeah. what's been established, but yeah. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if it will do them any favours. It just seems like they're in the wrong because they're not standing their ground. But like, if no one believes you or believes in what you're trying to say, like, I'd fuck off as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they've gone. Yeah, back to the depot and the tunnels to kind of yeah start a house of night. Mm-hmm. Um. Pretty much just for them, I guess. Mm. I have a feeling Lenobia might have to. She's gonna have to play a double agent. I feel. Yeah. I she's she's on our side. She'll get a big role. Yeah, for sure. And Dragon, like, he's hit or miss right now. He has a novella, so he yeah. must be important if he has a novella. His novella is, like, next after yeah. this book. Oh, That's like, when, in like, the chronologically, yeah. Oh. Oof. So it's going to be 50-50. Yeah. Oof. And then after, the next book is Lenobia's. Ah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm glad they're getting, like, yeah, bigger moments. Yeah. Um, Early on, sorry, I just want to touch on... It was established as well that Kelowna can sort of like <laughs> infiltrate, yeah, Stark's soul, mind slash body, yeah, soul because of the little like kernel of immortality he gave him. So there's a moment. Do you want to talk about the moment, or do you want me to talk about the moment? You, you can talk about the moment. It's a gross moment. <laughs> yeah. So Zoe and Stark. Uh... Well, technically, it it happened twice, but like the last. Towards the, the end last of the book time, was the worst yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like getting sexy, getting saucy, and they're getting ready to have sex. And Stark becomes aggressive. Um, rough. With, yeah, rough, which is not like him. Um, and yeah, Zoe's like trying to stop him, and then he bite. He yeah, he bites her, and then she like eventually stops him. Um, and yeah, it's implied that it was Kelowna, not Stark. Yes, who took heavily. Over. It yeah. heavily compli- implied that, yeah. Yeah. But also, like, in the beginning, uh, so I would say they had, like, kind of three sexy scenes. One in the beginning, yeah. one towards the middle, and then one at the end. Yeah. And in the middle was when we learnt that Kelowna could actually do that. Because, yeah, he was trying to contact Zoe through, like, the dream realm. Yeah. And, but he managed managed to, yeah, um, infiltrate Stark's body. And then that's when he's like, yeah was really shocked and surprised in that moment that he was able to do that. Yeah. And then, in, and then in that middle sexy time moment, he kind of relished in it, but then obviously left. Yeah. It's like, Bye-bye. wow, I can do this. Yeah. And then now, like, yeah, he kind of fully 
embrace taking over Stark in that moment was a bit rough, etc., etc. Yeah, and then I don't know why he would do that because, I mean, I feel like ultimately, yeah, he's trying to get Zoe on his side. So it's like, why would you want to scare her? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's, he, in his mind, it's probably him trying to reconnect with Aya. Yeah. And it's through sex in a very weird, gross way. Because, yeah, no one consented to mm-hmm. Kelowna infiltrating Stark's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very dubious. But yeah, we learned so beware the next few books, I guess, for that happening. Yeah. Because, like, at the end of the day, it just seems like he just wants sexual gratification from Zoe. Or slash Aya. From Aya. That's, yeah, that's and I think he, yeah, he can't differentiate between Aya and Zoe. Because it's like, yeah, maybe, like, a fragment of Aya's soul is in Zoe, but Zoe is her own person. Yeah, she is, like, 17. Back and the fuck 17. off. yeah. And that makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, far out. But, yeah, I think... Go on, sorry. So, I was just going to say, but then, and Zoe has a dream about her mother dying. <gasps> yes, and that's how she yes. kind of found out. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I don't know, was that kind of bittersweet, would you say? Because we haven't seen their yeah, relationship. Yeah, because she hasn't had a relationship with her. And it's like, I guess, you like, it sucks that she died. But it's like, yeah, you were never planning on having a relationship with each other. And now it's like yeah. an extra plot device for... Not that she knows how Linda died, she just knows that she is dead. But is it now, yeah, a further plot device? It's like, oh, because Linda talks really sweetly about Zoe, and Zoe gets the impression that, you know, oh, her mum really loved her, which is very yeah. sweet. But now, yeah, is this now the plot device where she has to rise up again? Yeah. She should have just stayed on that island for two weeks, man. <laughs> yeah. Take your vacay. Take your vacay time. Unlimited PTO. I think we've covered pretty much every major event. Yeah. Even though it's kind of out of order. Because, yeah, like, not a lot. It's one of those things where, like, yeah, not a lot happens, but also, like, not a lot to progress, not a lot lot to progress the plot, but a lot within the plot of the book. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's just different situations that will motivate characters to then take action following what's happening yeah for sure because yeah no yeah. one's made any moves against nefra and nefra and Kalona haven't really made any moves against yeah. yeah zoe yet but yeah there's all these little things that are pushing characters yeah motivations and intentions but yeah i'm glad you're kind of like rejuvenated in the book now which is good because <laughs> we're heading towards the final like quarter of yeah. the series like we're almost done i can't yeah. wait to be done i'm so sorry <laughs> I'm sorry that I ever suggested this series. <laughs> but no, it's been good. Because like, I've been averaging reading two books a week. That's since, good. Well, they are st- small books. They are small, but... But good job. I'm yeah, but, I can't, I, but there are other books that I'm so excited to get stuck into. Yeah, though. same. <laughs> so it's like, got to push through. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it, I yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah. Well, well done, us. Go us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, tune in next week for... We're, we're breaking it up again, because this yeah. will be our last, like, third breakup for the yeah. series. Yeah, so it'll be, it starts with us. Yeah, because that's just come out, by the time this is recorded, it came out this week, I yes. think. Yeah, it did. So, uh, we got... Yeah, it came out on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, whatever, it's just for shits and gigs. It's yeah. the 23rd of October, the day of this recording, so... Yeah. So, yeah, by the time it starts with us, comes up, it should be about a month since it's come out, so it's free time to talk about it and all that type yeah. of stuff hopefully yeah. yeah so yeah stick around to hear that if you are a coho fan we'll have a lot to say about like that 
book and just coho in general. <laughs> so be prepared. Yeah. Keep an ear out for next week. Check out our social medias, Letterbox Book Club on Instagram. We have a link tree now. Yeah, which, you know, find us in all the places properly. Yeah, so if you find us in one place, you will literally find us in all the places if you click on the link in the bio. (laughs) For sure, link in the bio. That's all you've ever wanted to say. (laughs) Link in the bio! (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, yeah. And you can find that link on primarily Instagram, YouTube. TikTok isn't allowing us to do it yet. I don't fucking know why. I think because we're not verified. Perhaps, or we don't exceed a certain amount of followers. So please follow us. Yeah. <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, catch you next week for It Starts With Us. Thanks for yeah. listening. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.